Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut Halachas. Yoredea, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Kilei Ho'ilon, Halacha Aleph, from the beginning. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Yehudis Gila Bas, Rabbi Yitzchak Yaakov HaKoyen, whose yard site is today on the 9th of Teves, and Lilu Nishmas, Eliezer, Rabbi Nosni Yaakov, Yentefrabo Bas, Rabbi Shoaye, Zahavalea Bas, Rabbi Avram, Sip Karifka Bas, Reb Hillel, and all those that need an alias neshama. And we dedicate the learning for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Baskalia, Rochel Baskalia, Nayanachama Baskalia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yishuv ben Freindel Rechel, Eliana Golda Bas Chana Feba, Yelet Shishana Bas Chana Leia, Yisrael ben Chana Leia, Dovid ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leia, Sorry, Yehudis Basora, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chabarus, Sora Rochel Bas Yusbehendel, Abigalan Bas Yusbehendel, Gitgenendel Bas Sipoira, Lebalea Bas Sipoira, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadassa, Dovid Lei Ben Shena, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, Borach Mordechai Ben Tali, Roma Bas Genessa, Avivachaya Bas Esther Mindel, Daniel Borach ben Sora, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha bas Perel, Nechemia Zalman ben Sora Fega, Yente Sora bas Chanarus, Ruvay Moshe ben Rochel, David Shimshim ben Sora Leia, Lei ben Zhenya, Shmuel ben Lavana, Shloimoy ben Rivka Sprinza, The laws of Kilayim, as it, as, as it uh, relates to a tree, grafting together two different trees. Aleph. <coughs> This halacha will be based on chapter 11 in Likut Imran. Vahaklal, to summarize basically what Rabbi Nezal says there, Kalidei shmiras habris b'shtei b'chinois b'bechinas yichudei lo v'yichudei tato, that by a Jew observing shmiras habris, purity in the relationship between men and women, on both levels, one level that's called Yehuda Ilah, an upper Yehud, and the other level is called Yehuda Tatoa. Dahainu, what we're referring to is Shmira Sabris Shel Hatzadikim, the level of Shmira Sabris of Tzadikim, Shezivugon Mishabis Lashabis, whereby even in marriage, the relationship between husband and wife takes place only once a week, from Friday night to Friday night. And then there's the level of Shmira Sabris of ordinary people, where the husbands and wives are together even during the six days of the week. However, even those on the lower level follow the laws of the Torah, the laws of Nida, and, and all the laws related to the relationship, a kosher, healthy relationship between husband and wife. 
whereby they do not go out of the boundaries of the laws of the Torah. And by, by observing Shmira Sabris on both levels, we are Zoycha to humility, Shehi Bechinas Kovoid Bishlemus, which represents true Kovoid, true honor and respect. The Hainu, which is the respect that a Jew is supposed to strive for in this world is to minimize my own personal respect and thereby maximize the respect that I give to Hashem. And, and unfortunately, the opposite will also be the case. I'm sorry, and the opposite is also true. Through proper humility, a person is to be pure in the area of Shmira Sabris. Because each one is dependent on the other. And Rabbi Nassau explains there in the Kutimran that when the Kavoid is perfect, meaning that all the Kavoid is being allocated to Hashem properly, then we are zeichet to speak words of Torah that glow, that shine. And through these types of words, by a person studying Torah and making sure to say the words of Torah as they're learning it, to say it clearly, those words of Torah will shine a path for the person to show the person clearly all the different areas in which the person has to do tshuva, to the point where the person will be to real tshuvas hamishkal, Tshuvah samishkal, mishkal means balance, where the tshuva matches the crime exactly. The Rambam writes, it's interesting, nothing is coincidence. I just heard yesterday a long speech given by the chief rabbi of South Africa now, Rabbi Warren, I believe his name is Rabbi Warren, who's a, a major mover, he a few years ago, he did a Shabbos project where he got thousands or maybe tens of thousands of Jews all over the world to keep Shabbos together. And just yesterday, I heard him giving a speech to the Pope. And in his speech, he articulated incredibly, very, very clearly the history of the Pope during the time of World War II how the Pope collaborated with the Nazis, Yemach Shimon, and certainly remained silent, did not use any influence at all possible that he had on millions of people to try to do anything to help the Jewish people during World War II. And he spoke, to, he was addressing today's Pope and, and speaking about Shuva Samishkal, that now you have an opportunity to try to correct the ugly crime, the ugly stain on the reputation, on their reputation of, of, of Rahman al 
showing no interest at all whatsoever in protecting the lives of Jewish people. And, and there's an opportunity now where there's a new set of Nazis, Yamach Shimon, the Hamas, that has the same exact agenda as the ones in the, in the, in the World War II. And he, he mentioned this concept of tshuva, that is a, a perfect opportunity to try to rectify to some degree the ugly stain on your reputation, on the, the papal reputation, you know, in front of the eyes of the world. And by doing a proper tshuva of this type, a person is to get out even from the lowest, lowest levels. And this can be repeated every single time through every tshuva that the person does. It can elevate the person higher and higher. I'm sorry, we, I didn't read it properly. And each and every time that the person is doing tshuva, through each and every tshuva that the person does, the person goes out from darkness, from tumor, and rises from level to level, to the point where the person can get to a, an incredible high level of being to understand the full depth of the Torah. Ayin Shom Kol Zehete. Rav Nassim says, study that chapter in the Quran carefully in order to have a solid foundation for this halacha in Likutei Halachas. Paragraph Aleph. V'zeh Bechinas Chanukah. And this is very much tied into the holiday of Chanukah. Kineir Chanukah Zeh Bechinas Dibur HaMeir Batoirah. Because the Hanukkah candles represent words that glow, that shine in Torah. Words of Torah that glow and shine. That's what the light of the Hanukkah candles is all about. Because the Torah makes it perfectly clear that the candle and the light of the candle represent Torah and mitzvahs. Because the main reason behind our lighting Hanukkah candles is to renew our drawing upon the Jewish nation of the light of the Torah. Because the Greek, the evil Greek kingdom rose up to try to get us to forget the Torah. Therefore, we have to renew and and re, the the restore and restore the light of the Torah. meaning words of Torah that shine, that glow, that give off light. This is what the the Hanukkah candle light represents. And this is why one of the recommendations in the Gemara as to where a person should light Hanukkah candles is at the entrance to the house. 
Bechinas oyer. This again, this is referring to light. Bechinas Pesach Dvorecho Yoyer. Because there's a Pesach that says, the opening of your words should shine forth. So we see again, regarding the Dibur HaMeir, the words that are going to shine are associated with Pesach, the opening, the entranceway. And again, that's what the Hanukkah candles represent. And through this light of the Hanukkah candles, which represents words of Torah that shine, through this we are to light up the Kavoy, the proper Kavoy, by which we are to a, a Dibor that really glows. As the Pasuk says, The world was lit up with Hashem's Kavoy. As Rabbi Nezal expounds on this, Rabbi Nezal shows there that that light is what shines a path. When a person needs to do tshuva, they're in darkness. And that light of those words of Torah that are glowing will shine a path for the person to show the person how to do a proper tshuva. And this enables the person to get out of a very low level and rise up to higher and higher levels. And Rabbi Nezal speaks about this there specifically. We're talking about going down a person who's far down and bringing them up. And this explains one of the requirements that the Gemara tells us about Hanukkah candles, that it's preferred to light the Hanukkah candles below 10 Tfachim. A tefach is between three and four inches. What this represents is the fact that we're trying to draw that light, that those different Torah that are going to shine, we're trying to draw it down, even into the lowest places. To give light to those people who have fallen down to the lowest spiritual levels. That's this concept of below ten tefachim, whereby the Gemara tells us that the shechina is not doesn't is not found there usually. The Gemara tells us that the shechina never goes down below ten tefachim. However, now, as a result of performing the mitzvah of Hanukkah candles, Shehi Bechinas Ner Mitzvah, Torah Oyer, which represents the entire Torah and all of its mitzvahs, Bechinas Dibur Hameir, it represents speaking words of Torah that shine, This allows the light to shine even in the lower levels, to the point where those who are on those very low levels are able to see 
a pathway how to get out of those very low levels. Velas is tshuva shalema, and to be able to do a complete tshuva, velovoi letvunois hatoira laomko, and to be able to get to a real, true, deep understanding of Torah. Question in the chat. In Torah 11, Rabbeinazal says that one achieves proper dibur through humility. And here, Rabbeinazal is saying, one achieves the same thing through lighting the Hanukkah candles. Does this mean that lighting the Hanukkah candles has, is somehow related to humility? The answer is yes, just uh, in many levels. But even on a simple level, the fact that we're saying that the place to light the Hanukkah candles is below 10 Tvachim, it means the person's bending down. They're bending down to light the Hanukkah candles. This concept of humility, and, and the Hanukkah candles also are these tiny little lights, we've spoken about this in the past, which we light at a time when the non-Jews are celebrating their holiday, and they have all of these large blinking lights and everything, and our little lights represent the humility of the Jewish people. That's what the Hanukkah Menorah represents. And now we understand more clearly how Rabbi Nezal expounds on the words in the Gemara, where the Gemara says, Amri inchi lemoso yarko yarko shkoil. When Moshe Rabbeinu started doing magic tricks, what looked like magic tricks, performing miracles in Mitzrayim, so people said to him, this place is wall-to-wall -wall magic, black magic. Here you're bringing magic? And, and his response was, people say that in a market where they're selling vegetables, bring your vegetables to sell them. We know that as, as illogical as this seems, this is the way it works in the world. In, in Shuk Machne Yehuda, in the marketplace, you could have 10, 20 stores selling fruit and vegetables, right near each other. A person would say, that doesn't make any sense. They're nuts. If you want to sell your stuff, you have to go to a place where there's no stores selling the same thing anywhere in the near vicinity. We see it's not true. And so to jewelry, when it comes to jewelry, having grown up in New York, there's a famous street, 47th Street in Manhattan, where you have maybe a thousand stores, different stores and, 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 and groups of people selling jewelry in one block, literally. But Rabbeinazal interprets the term, the, this Pasuk, a little bit differently. Yarko hu bechinas tshuva. Rabbeinazal says the word yarko, which means vegetables, can also represent tshuva. Bechinas vayorek eschanichov. When Avram Avinu wanted to go do battle against those four kings, who had wiped out five kings, and they had taken Avram Avinu's nephew, Lloyd, captive, it says Avram Avinu gathered up his youths. And, and the Gemara uses the term Vayorek, and the Gemara says, shoiftim. He purified, he, he had them do tshuva 
by teaching them Parsha Shoftim, which is all about the Mishpotim, all the laws that a person needs to know. Shehi Bechinas Tshuva. This represents Tshuva, Kamoshim Avorsham, as it says in Parsha Shoftim about going out to battle. Mi Ho'ish Hayore Varachalevav. That any person who's afraid of sins they committed in the past should go back home. They should either go back home or they should do tshuva. If they want to go out to battle, they should make sure to do tshuva first. So the term vayorek, which is like yarka, represents tshuva. And this is what Chanukah represents. Chanukah is also a time of tshuva, which we're zeichet to through the light of the Chanukah candles. Shehi bechinas dibur hameir lechol hamekloimoy shetzvichan lasis tshuva, which corresponds to what Rabbi Nezal says there on the Kutimran about words. When a person is speaking words of Torah properly with humility, and and saying the words clearly, those words shine a path for the person to guide the person how to do tshuva. V'alkei nikra Chanukah, and this also explains the name of the holiday, Chanukah, shehu b'chinas vayorek es chanichov. It says there by Avram Avinu and Eliezer that Avram Avinu prepared chanichov, his youths, shehuloshen chinuch, the word chanichov is similar to the word chinuch, which means educating children, educating education, starting education. Bechinas Chanukah, which is what Chanukah is all about. K'mayisham Rabbi Senuzal, as the Zohar Kodesh says, Shechinchon b'mitzvois, that Avram Avinu was mechanich his youths in mitzvois to prepare them to do battle against the, the negative forces. Dehainu bechinas tshuva, because when a person is starting, initiating the process of tshuva, it's like Hanukkah. The person is, is making a new beginning in serving Hashem. And the way that a person is able to do that is through words of Torah that glow, that shine, Shehu Bechinas Ner Chanukah, which is what the Chanukah candles represent. V'yalkein, and therefore, Ner Chanukah, Osur Lehishtamesh Loira. One of the laws regarding the Chanukah candles is that you're not allowed to have any personal use from the Chanukah candles. You're not allowed to use it to read by or for some other purpose, because Rabbi Nassau explains over there in Likut Imran that in order for your words of Torah to shine, it requires perfection of kavod, because kavod is associated with this shining. The world glows and shines from Hashem's kavod. So if I want my words to shine, my words of Torah, I need the kavoy to be in the proper place. And Rabbi Nezal defines this over there. By a person 
minimizing their own personal kavod and thereby increasing and expanding the kavod of Hashem. This explains why we're not allowed to use the Hanukkah candles for personal use. Because the light of the Hanukkah candles represents the light of honor. Which is what enables the words of Torah to shine. And therefore, we're not allowed to use it at all for personal use. Because it's forbidden for a person to make personal use of the light of the honor of Torah. As it says in Pirkei Ovois, that if a person uses the crown of Torah for personal use, for personal benefit, the person is chayiv misa chas v'sham. Ki osur likach liatzmoi shum hano v'tashmish mikovad atoyra. It's forbidden for a person to take for themselves any personal use of the honor of Torah. Ukamayisham Rabbi Seinuzal, as it says again in Pirkei Avos, v'loy tase atorah lehizgadel bo, v'loy kardoim lachpor po. Don't make your Torah into a crown that you use to show off, like to show off your greatness, and don't make it like an axe to dig, to, you know, meaning no personal use, not above, not below. But rather, our mission is to return all of this light of covid to Hashem. This paragraph Gimel, and this gives us a deeper insight into the Hallel, the complete Hallel, which we say throughout all the eight days of Hanukkah. That's an example of perfect, complete Kovoid. Which the Pasuk says in Tehillim, in order that we will sing your honor and not be silent. So we see that this song, the Hallel, which is the greatest song of Cloud Israel, is this Kovoid, is, is one of the greatest displays of respect for Hashem. As Rabbi Nezal explains this over there in Likut Imran, chapter 11. This is what Halil is all about. We sing and we praise and we expand the honor of Hashem. And now we also understand why this posset that we just quoted where David Amel says, in order that we will sing your, your honor, your praises, is the final pasuk of the paragraph in Tehillim, chapter 30, which begins with Mizmor Shir Chanukas Habayis. Shehu Bechinas Chanukah. That chapter of Tehillim is about Chanukah, Shu Chanukas Habayis, which is when they made the initiation. They got rid of all the Toma that the Greeks had put into the base of Mikdash. And they reinitiated the base Hamikdash. Sheoz Goimrin is 
On Hanukkah, we recite the complete Hallel, which is an example of singing the honor of Hashem and not, not being silent, going all the way, maximum. This represents a perfection of Kovoid. That's what allows our Divrei Torah to shine. And that's what the Hanukkah candles are all about. Any questions? Now Rav Nosanzal says, now he's going to connect the different parts of the chapter on the Kut Yimran more clearly. Rabbi Nezal says there in Likut Imran, the kovoid bishlemus zoichen alidei shmira sabris bishtei bechina sanal. In order to really perfect kovoid, it requires the two levels of shmira sabris, the level of the tzadikim and the level of the regular people. Shehem bechina siyichuda ilo viyichuda tato. And Rabbi Nezal also says that that corresponds to what the Zohar Kodesh calls the upper yichud, and the lower Yichud. The, the upper Yichud is the sentence Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. The lower Yichud is Baruch Shem Kevoid Each one of those sentences have six words in them. And we know that the number six represents Shmira Sabris. The, the sixth sphera of the set of seven spheres is Yosef, is, is Yesoid, the mid of Yesoid, which is Tikkun And Yosef, who is the example of Tikkun Yosef is Bigematria six times Yudke Vavke. So the fact that in the Kriya Shema, we have these two lines, Shema Yisrael, which is six words, Baruch Shem, which is six words. Shema Yisrael, the Zohar Kodesh calls Yichuda Ilah, the upper Yichud, which Rabbi Nezal says corresponds to that higher level of Shmira Sabris. And Baruch Shem Tvayim Malchusay has six words representing the lower Yichud, which represents the lower level of Shmira Sabris. Shehem Yichud Ilah Yichud Tato, v'zehu b'chinas Hanukkah Chonu Chavhei. And this is also tied into Hanukkah, because we're told that the word Hanukkah is made up of two words, Chanu, they rested, Chafhei, meaning they parked in Chafhei, in 25. This refers to the 25th day of Kislev, which is when Hanukkah is. The east of the Tikkunim, and the Tikkun Ezer tells us, Shechafhei bekislev, inun esrin v'chamesh asman v'yechuda that the 25th of Kislev corresponds to the 25 letters of the Yichud, of Shema Yisrael, Shemeyachadin Yisrael b'chol yoyma b'shema Yisrael, whereby the Jewish people declare the oneness of Hashem every day when we say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad. V'alkein oz madlikin ner Hanukkah. And this is why on the 25th of Kislev is when we start lighting the Hanukkah candles, Shehu Dibur Hameir, which represents words that shine. Which we are zeichet to. We are zeichet that our words of Torah should shine by 
activating the Yehuda Ilo, which is Shema Yisrael, Bechinas Yehuda Ilo. Gam, gam, and in addition, Shem Chanako Uloshen Chanoich, Matat, Kamashikosav Rabbein Zal And we know that the word Chanaka also makes up the word Chanoich and the letter He. And we know that the, the Torah tells us that Chanoich was a tzaddik that lived in this world. He lived exactly 365 years. And Hashem took him. That's the wording in the Torah. Hashem took him. It's brought that Hashem took him with not allowing him to live a fuller life because Hashem suspected that if he lived longer, he might stumble, he might fall, chas and and not be not retain that purity. And it's brought that that Chanoich was taken up to heaven, and he became the Malach Memtes, the angel that's known as Matat. His name begins with the letters Memtes Tes, and it ends with the letters Reish Vav Nun. We're not allowed to pronounce the name Matat and then Roim, that that Malach is Chanoich. The Zohar Kodesh, the Arizal, and Rabbein Zal speak about this, showing all the connections. There's a postage, Chanoich Lanar al Pidarkoi. Educate a youth according to what that youth can handle, in a sense. And the term Nar is a term that's used, Nar means a youth, that's a term that's used about the Malach Mentes. The Malach Mentes is, is like the, the youth, the, the messenger, the, the leading messenger of Hashem in heaven, the leading Malach. V'chanoich matat zebechinas yichudu tato shel sheishis me'achol. And this angel, matat, who originally was Chanoich, represents the lower Yichud, the Baruch Shem Kvoid Malchusay Le'elam Voed, which is called the lower Yichud of the six days of the week. Remember, we spoke earlier about two levels of Tikkun Abris. There's the level of Tikkun Abris of Shabbos, of the Tzadikim, where their day of a union between husband and wife is Shabbos, and there's the regular people during the six days of the week which corresponds to Shema and Baruch Shein, which corresponds to Kaviochel Hashem. Hashem is referred to as Shabbos. The Malach Memtes, the Zohar HaKadosh says, he's in charge during the six days of the week. She'oz matat. During the six days of the week is when this, this angel rules, obviously under the authority of Hashem. So Nimza Shechanaka Kolo Miyhuda Ilohuda Tata. So we just showed how the name of this holiday, Chanukah, combines the upper Yichud, which is Shema Yisrael Hashem Ken Hashem Achod, through Chanu Chafhei. They they rested, the Jews parked in Chafhei 25, which is the 25th of Kislev, which is when we connected to the 25 letters of Shema Yisrael Hashem Ken Hashem Achod. And Chanukah also is Chanoich Hey, Chanoich being the angel that corresponds to Baruch Shem Kvoid Malchusay Leilam Voed.
היינו שממשיך עם האורו מאיחוד האילור לאיחוד הכתוב. What this tells us is that on Hanukkah we're drawing light from that upper ייחוד into the lower ייחוד. מהגדולים במעלו להמון וקטנים. From the high level people, from the צדיקים, down to the regular people. היינו שבחוף ה' בכסלו שבחינס חוף ה' אסמן דייחודו בכינס ייחודי לא On the 25th of Kislev, which corresponds to the 25 letters of the upper Yichud of Shema, Onu Mamshichim Ha'ha'ora Shel Chanukah, we draw the light of Chanukah, Shehu Bechinas Chanoich Matat, which is also the light of the Baruch Shem Kvayim Malchusei, the light of this lower level, Kedei Lohoyer Gam Biktanen Damayla. In order to be able to shine light, the light of Hashem, the light of the Torah, down to those people who are on a very low level. So that they should also be to holiness and purity. To be to the lower level of Shmira Sabris. Whereby the ordinary people receive this holiness of Shmira Sabris from the tzaddikim of the generation who are on a very high level. The tzaddikim who are on the level of Yehudei because the lower Yichud, which we said is which represents the angel Matat, which corresponds to the six days of the week, all of them receive their holiness from Shabbos, from the Yichud from Shema Yisrael. And this we draw on Hanukkah, we draw the light from the upper Yichud to the lower Yichud. From the tzaddikim down to the ordinary people. And through this, we zoichet to words of Torah that shine. Which is what the light of the Hanukkah candles represents. Question in the chat. How does a human soul turn into an actual angel? Aren't human souls of an entirely different makeup than angels? Also, a Jewish soul is supposedly greater than angels. So it's a Yerida for Chanoch to turn into a Malach, even Matat. No? The answer is that this is a, a topic for angels. And, and I am not an angel, I'm a human being. So I have limited knowledge in this area. But I do remember hearing a shear from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld on Lad Boimer, where he spoke about Rabbi Shimon Bar and his students, and he said that Rabbi Shimon Bar once said to his two closest students, his son Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba, who was the one who wrote the Torah of Rabbi Shimon Bar he said to them that when you leave the world, you are going to become angels. You're going to be angels. And I remember him saying that the Zohar Kodesh asks, that, what do you mean? Like you just said in the chat, isn't that a Yerita? Isn't a Tzaddik higher than an angel? And one of the answers that was given is that it referred to their body, 
their body will rise to such an incredible high level like an angel, to be on, on the status of an angel. Their neshama, their soul, will obviously be much higher than that. That's one comment on this question. And another comment is that the even the Gemara speaks quite a bit about this angel, Matat, and the Zohar Kodesh has a lot on this angel. The Zohar Kodesh, the Arizal, the Sifre Kabbalah, that this angel is Mamish, the chief angel in heaven. In fact, we're told that two of the highest yeshivas in heaven, in heaven there are many yeshivas. Of There's the yeshiva of Rabbi Akiva, there's the yeshiva of Basio Basparoi, two of the highest yeshivas in heaven. One of them is called Mesifta Durakia, of which the Rosh Yeshiva is this angel, Matat, and the, uh, the highest yeshiva is called the Mesifta Elah, the upper yeshiva, the uppermost yeshiva, whereby Hashem is the Rosh Yeshiva. Rabbein Azal speaks about this angel in a number of places. So this angel is definitely very, very, very high, very special. And I believe I believe it was not a Yerida for Hanoich in any way. Question in the chat, is there any other connection between Shmira Sabris and Shema Yisrael and Baruch Shem, besides the just the number of words, the answer is definitely. Rabbi, there's many connections. I'll just give one example in a different chapter. I believe it's chapter thirty-one. Rabbi Nisal quotes a pasuk: "Ubrisi neemenesloi." My bris, my covenant, was trustworthy to him. Where the pasuk connects bris and emuna. Bris is Yesoid, Emuna is Malchus. Those two are the most important connection in a sense, the connection between Yesoid and Malchus. And again, Shema Yisrael is Malchus, is the declaration of the, it's called Kabbalah's oil Malchus Shemaim. We're taking upon ourselves the authority of Hashem's kingdom in Shema Yisrael. And, and again, that's very closely connected to the Mid of Yesoid, which is Tikkun Bris. Now, Rav Nosenzal continues connecting to different things that appear in chapter four, chapter 11 in Likut Imran, which this halach is based on. Paragraph Dalit. Gam ikr he'oras ha'kovoid hu'alidei ha'tal oirois. Rabbi Nazal explains there in Likut Imran that when we talk about the light of Hashem shining brightly, one of the, one of the, Examples of that is the term that's used in the Torah, the 39 lights of Hashem, the Tal Oirois. Shehein Bechinas Meleches Hamishkan. This, this rep corresponds to the 39 acts of work which were involved in building the Mishkan and in operating the Mishkan. Shehoyoboy Kol Halametes Meleches. The Mishkan had in it all of these 39 types of work, which represent these 39 lights of Hashem. The Sifri Kabbalah explain, and Rabbi Nassau references this, that Hashem's name, Yud Vavke, the Shem Mo, where we spell the Hayes, Hey Aleph, follow me for a moment, 
Yud, Yud Vav Dalid is 20. Hey, Hey Aleph is 6. That's 26. Vav Aleph Vav is 13. 26 and 13 is 39. This is a term that's used in the Sifrei Kabbalah, the Tal Oirois, the 39 lights of Yud Kei Vav, of the first three letters of Hashem's name, which again represents the flow of light coming all the way from the top, from Keser down to Chochma and Bina, which is Yud and Hei, going down into the Vav, going down six levels, Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, Netzachoid, Yesoid, going into the Yesoid, going into the Shmira Sabris. So Shmira Sabris is referred to as these 39 lights. As Rabbi Nezal explains this very clearly over there in Likud Yemran. And this is also what Chanukah is all about. We said Chanukah was a time of renewal of the Beis Hamikdash. The Beis Hamikdash and the Mishkan are the same. They both had in them these 39 types of work. Bechinas tal oiros, these 39 lights. Shaldeze iker heoras hakovoid bishlemos. And this is what allows the kovoid to shine brightly, completely. Because kovoid is associated especially with tikkanabris. Respect, person's re- re- respect is in tsnius, being a person conducting themselves with modesty, covering up the bris kodesh. Keeping the, the tznius of a woman or, or a man is the respect, is the kavoid of the woman or the man. So, so here again, this term, the kavoid bishlemus is related specifically to tikkun abris. And, and through proper tikkun abris, which leads to shlemus of kavod through this, <coughs> to the words that shine, shehu bechinas ner which is what ner is all about again. Any questions, please? We'll hold it over here for now. Tomorrow is Erev Shabbos. Tomorrow is Asura Beteves. Tonight and tomorrow is Asura Beteves, which is a very important fast day, which we, we remember the fact that that was the day on which Nebuchadnezzar laid siege on Yerushalayim, a siege that lasted several years until finally they broke through the walls of Yerushalayim and ended up destroying the Beis Amikdash on Tishabov. This is the only fast that comes out on a Friday, and we go into Shabbos waiting to break our fast. We break our fast with the Kiddush Friday night. It has a certain specialness to it. It's during the winter time here with the short days. It's the fast. It's, it's one of the shortest, if not the shortest fast in that sense. And it's also the yard site of Rav Nosenzal. I hope to be speaking in a few places this evening. The speeches will be in Hebrew, in Lashon Kodesh. We're going to record them in Yitzhashem, and we'll try to make them available as much as possible, as soon as possible, to those who would want to listen. Wishing everybody a good day, a tzaym kal, an easy fast, 
and the schus we're, we're privileged to be connecting to Rav Nassau every day. His schus, his merit should help all of us to tshuva shleima, to simcha, to anova, to tikkun abris, to all the things we're learning about, and to see the final gula b'mehera b'yameinu, amen v'yameinu.